Hello, and welcome to Cleo slash Murray, the podcast where we read through fanfiction one pairing at a time. I'm Cleo, a lecturer in English literature who is enjoying being introduced to the vast archive of fanfiction. And I'm Murray, and I love introducing people to the vast archive of fanfiction. I love fanfiction so much that sometimes instead of doing a normal thing like sorting by kudos, I just sort by most recent and see what people have recently posted, which is how I found this gem of a fic. What wild lives we lead. Um, So (laughs) this particular gem uh, that we're covering in this short bonus episode is called Home, and it's by Small Sized. So Murray, if you can, please summarize what happens in Home. (laughs) Can this be summarized? Okay, so the first thing about Home is that it's told solely through things on the internet. So you see the Twitter accounts of the people involved and you see their group chats. And you also see sort of newspaper articles, sort of headlines about them. Um, And so it's through that means, through the sort of slightly voyeuristic lens that you hear about these people's lives. Um, But at the heart of this story, it's about a very dysfunctional romance. And you have kind of ensemble cast, both drawing from Marvel and DC universes. And I would describe this fic as sort of Modern superhero characters meets like a parody of real housewives, maybe. Everyone's married and they have teenage children and they're kind of, I don't know, like wine moms. (laughs) And they're really gossipy um, and kind of mean but really funny too. And the sort of main plot line is that Bruce's ex-husband, Clark, he like co-parents with but then is like maybe kind of getting back together with, but maybe not. They're a little on again, off again. And mostly, it's mostly about them. And then there's sort of some side drama. Someone's teenage son is pregnant, but hasn't told anyone yet. Also, Clark, Bruce's ex-husband, is now dating um, Diana Prince, who's like, you know, Wonder Woman. Also, I should have said at the beginning, oh my gosh, no one is a superhero here. They're all just regular people, but they're all incredibly wealthy. So it's a little bit like Kardashians vibe as well, but they all have really, maybe not all of them, mostly just Bruce and Clark have really toxic love lives. And like Clark is like cheating on Diana with Bruce at one point, And it's all, it's all a lot. <laughs> Bruce Wayne is kind of the viewpoint character in that it's all shown through things that he has access to. So either things that are posted on social media that he sees or text conversations he has or WhatsApp conversations he has with various characters. Yeah, which maybe makes it different than most of the stories we've been discussing so far in Clark Kent slash Bruce Wayne, since this is much more sort of Bruce-centric. And it is also the, most of the sort of ensemble cast are specifically Bruce's friends. Yes, and they are the Avengers. <laughs> yeah, basically the Avengers, but also specific Avengers. So we have we have Tony Stark, who's married to Steve Rogers, but we don't really see a lot of Steve Rogers, especially in the beginning. It's mostly just Tony Stark on the group chat, who's kind of like Bruce Wayne's bestie. And then we have, who do we have? We have Oliver Queen. Loki, uh, who's married to Thor, which I think, I guess they're not brothers. I mean, also one thing about this fic is that because of the way it's um, told, there's no sort of like world building. It's kind of just like, get on board. So we have all these people who are, are married. We know they have biological children together. Don't ask questions. This is what's happening. Get on board. And I mean, interestingly, in, in all of those cases, I mean, everyone's in a couple, essentially. I think everyone isn't a couple. I mean, it's kind of Bruce, actually. I mean, he's not technically in a couple, but he is sort of out there single being a free agent. 
Yeah, and the whole, I mean, the whole drama of the story is, like, who is he going to end up with? Is he going to end up back with Clark? Is he going to, like, steal Clark back from Diana? And his friends, like, be act as this sort of, like, peanut gallery. And for the most part, don't have sort of storylines of their own. Um, they more just sort of act as just sort of reactions to what's going on. I mean, it's sort of, you kind of have to read this to, like, understand it. Like, I feel like- Yeah, I mean, that's why when you asked me to summarize, I was like, can you summarize this? <laughs> it's kind of impossible, impossible <laughs> to explain unless you actually, like, look at it yourselves but we're trying also it would be hard to summarize if someone was like what's going on on i don't watch a lot of real housewives so maybe this isn't true this is just my perception but like those kinds of shows like what's happening on like real housewives of orange county right now it'd be like well there are all of these things that are happening but it's hard to just give you a plot summary exactly yeah i mean it's not really like anything is happening most of the time it's just about the drama like it's about people it's the things that people are saying and how people are reacting and it's the conversations they're having. Like, yes, there is the question of like, is Diana pregnant? Does that mean she and Clark are going to stay together? Are Clark and Bruce going to sleep together? But like most of it is like his friends being like, no, don't do it. Or I hate Diana or whatever. Like that's the plot is just them reacting almost. Yeah. And having sort of like quippy one liners. <laughs> I mean, what's really interesting is that we see, so as I said, like everyone is in a couple, but we see one person out of every couple, like one person out of every couple seems fully realized and the, the other person is yes. only like referred to. Well, I think also it's because it's in a lot of ways very much about like this specific sort of friend group that is just kind of like a constellation around Bruce. Um, and so because of that, we have like one layer of the constellation, which are like his specific friends who then all have a romantic partner who they seem to have a steady, stable relationship with. But it's just sort of like, then that's sort of one layer out for Bruce. Yeah, and I would say that this fic is not that interested in, like, functional relationships and how they work. It's really fascinated by dysfunctional yeah, relationships. Yeah, we don't need to hear about Loki and Thor and their yeah. really happy relationship that they presumably have. Also, then Deadpool is, like, their son. I didn't even notice that. Oh my Wait. gosh, yeah, Wade Wilson is their son and then has this, like, romance going on with Peter Parker, who is... Tony and Steve's son, who then is also dating Tim, who is Bruce's son. So you have like these adults who are dating, but then their kids are all trying to date each other. So I'm going to be honest with you. I have a ton of notes for everything. We, so we just recorded our last episode and I have only one note for home and it is where to even begin. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that's fair. I'm, I think we should all just be impressed that we're attacking the story at all in this sort of podcast. The author says that this came to them in a dream and like <laughs> Yes, I was gonna bring that up. That definitely enhances this. <laughs> I want to be having this person's dreams. I know, that just makes it even better in some ways. I mean, do we do 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 we just want to start with like the first tweet? My experience of reading this fic um was that I was having I was having a really bad day and I get home, I get home from work and I open my computer and I'm like, what have people posted on AO3 about Bruce Wayne and Clark Kent recently? I need something to cheer me up. And I'm like, what is this ridiculous nonsense? I'm gonna click on this story. And I read this first tweet and my day immediately got so much better. And I was like, you know what? I can face the world again if this sort of amazing ridiculousness exists. So it's it's Bruce. He's got a picture of him, and he's um, Ben Affleck. And what is his what is his description on Twitter? CEO of Wayne Enterprise and being a hot single dad. He has a lot of followers, and his most recent. <laughs> 
his most recent tweet <laughs> um, is just beat up my baby daddy's new girlfriend outside on my front lawn. I tried to warn her that these hands are rated E for everyone. I think what's great about that is that it raises so many questions. Right <laughs> it's like, it's perfect on so many levels. You both know so much and know so little and are immediately entertained. <laughs> it's so good. And then the next one is Tony Stark just like, joining the pylon saying in all caps as you should you should have called me we could have tag teamed her ass lmao (laughs) and then the joker like calls them out for their lack of professionalism on this app (laughs) which also is such a twitter thing i expected professionalism on this app yet i should have known better it is at the bruce wayne after all i also love that you can then see what his next tweet is but you can't see it fully you just know that Prior to this point, he tweeted something that started with, when people learn to accept that society, blah, 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 which just seems like such a joker thing to tweet. But I also love the authorial choice to be like, we don't actually need to hear his like stupid observations about society, but we do need to know that he was having them. I also like just don't understand the level of effort that went into like making these like Twitter snapshots. I think a lot of work went into this. And also to like decide, like they all have timestamps and date stamps. And when they join, how many retweets, quote tweets, and likes each one got. Yeah, incredible. It's just, it's a lot of effort and also in like different direct, like I think there is something genuinely interesting about how the story is being told as like silly and we should talk about at some point what like crack fic is, but this like is crack fic. So it's obviously like supposed to be silly, but a lot of effort went into it in like the visual mediums in a way that like obviously most stories don't have like they had to decide on a profile pic for everyone and they had to decide like all of these other things sometimes they're like other photos posted because they're like oh the paparazzi caught him doing this and like text chains and they all like look real yeah i mean it's the fact that they're all i mean again i feel like you're not supposed to take the story seriously at all so (laughs) but it's the fact that they're all like I mean, how old are they all supposed to be? They all have teenage children, but they text like they're much younger than they are. That is a really interesting thing about this, that they all te- they also kind of text like they're like elder millennials. Yeah, they text in a very specific way. Maybe that is the right age. I don't even know. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, we are getting old. No, we could not have teenagers, Cleo. I mean, to be fair, like there is like a teenage pregnancy in here. Like we don't know when, they- anyway, we don't. I guess that's true. Yeah. Peter's pregnant and hasn't told his dad yet. But yeah, no, I mean, we were talking about this, out, you know, in one of the few times that we actually talk outside of the podcast. And we were saying that there's something oh, inherently- we allowed to talk outside the podcast. I mean, it's very rare. It's always yeah. a mistake. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we, we both go away thinking that should not have happened. <laughs> but like, I think like there is, um, and I think I, I think I mentioned, and we were talking about this. Anyway, I forget who said it, but like, there's something very like millennial internet about the way that they speak to each other. And there's something very recognizable about it. Their, their relationship to each other. Like there is something that feels so specifically, I don't know, elder millennial is like what I'm also, coming up with. It's almost like everything is written in a very, very specific dialect and it, they never deviate from that um, in a way that in a lot of ways, it feels like how I don't know, kind of like a real friend group would talk to each other because a real friend group would perhaps develop a very specific manner of speaking. Um, and I think it's done in a way that is like quite complete. Like you don't have, there's no sort of character break where someone does like something in sort of a different mode. Yeah, I think you're right in that they do speak in a lot of over, like the same ways. They do sound relatively similar in the way that a group of friends sounds. But Tony specifically uses LMAO and capitals a lot. 
like I feel like they have specific they have some things that yeah, that are no, specific. Actually, yeah. No, that's true. That are specific to them. Yeah, because also I think Loki speaks in like he like often writes a little bit more than people and kind of has like real sentences. Yeah. <laughs> he calls people nugget all the time. Yeah. Um, they have this like running joke about, yeah. <laughs> between him and Tony where like they're like weirdly joke flirting. Yeah, no, I think that the characterization, like obviously it's like doing a particular thing, but I think it does it really well. <laughs> they like all make fun of Ollie, who's like definitely their friend, but they do like like very specifically rib him as a friend group. He never knows what's going on. <laughs> yeah, he always comes to the thread late and they're always like, read up, we won't tell you. <laughs> What I think is really interesting about this is that this is this group of men who kind of, as you say, kind of talk to each other like wine moms, like, but they also all like hate Diana Prince. I think they hate her because she's dating Bruce's ex that he isn't really over. But I do think like, even from the beginning of this, there is just this, like this hint of misogyny that is always kind of present as a possibility. Yeah, I think that's something that's interesting about this story and sort of, or I think there's some like larger questions about what's going on with gender in this story, because you have, so you have the friend group, right, who are like, all men. And in general, you have very few female characters. Um, And in the beginning, the only female character you have is very much the villain of the story. And then you kind of like later you get Selena, but like she's also not really super present in the story. She's kind of just like an ex vaguely. Um, and then much later you get um, Ivy and Harley who are like positive characters, but are still like very minor characters. So it definitely is, that's definitely like present in the story that your main female character, your only main female character is very much the villain. But also I think there's something about how the friend group who's all men, I feel like it's implied that they were the ones who like physically carried the children that they have. Because they mentioned, you mentioned them being pregnant, but you don't mention their husbands being pregnant. Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah. They're the ones, they're all the ones who actually have had children. And so they seem to be in some ways like in the social or like, like, yeah, the, yeah. In the social function of women, like almost gender yeah, women. Well, although they are very clearly in the story, like definitely not women. We do know that when they're talking about their relationship with their children, they do mention like physically carrying them. Because again, the story is very much written in a way that like, it's not, this isn't the Omega verse. There isn't some like set up mechanism. It's never even, even sort of explored. It's just like, this is what's happening in this world, in the story. There's no need for questions sort of, because it's established just as like facts. And all the relationships, except for Diana and Clark, are actually same-sex relationships. Yeah, which is interesting. I wonder if in this universe, is Diana and Clark the queer relationship? Although, didn't Bruce also dated Selena? Yes. So there's actually that relationship. It's in the past. I just don't think it's like an issue at all. I don't think that sexuality feels like an issue at all here, I guess. It doesn't feel like, or at least it's not... It's not something that they talk about ever. It's really more that like everyone is potentially attracted to everyone, maybe. Mm-hmm. In the story. And maybe this friend group just like happens to have a majority of men who are married to other men. I don't know. I mean, the utter lack of female characters kind of makes it hard to judge what kind of relationships are. I don't know. Because there also there's not a lot of like women in the story. So you mentioned Selena, and it's pretty clear why like the other the other women are there like Diana's there because she's dating Clark Harley and Ivy are dating each other but why is Selena there and she sort of turns up to this house party like and essentially doesn't like nothing really happens with her she's just there but like the one the one 
moment where her presence kind of matters is that she's added to the group chat and then Tony kind of immediately forgets she's in the group chat or accidentally means to to text Bruce and like comment something about like how attractive she is and it's really awkward. Which feels interesting because it feels like it does feel kind of like an objectification of her specifically, potentially because she is a woman. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like they also have conversations about the appearances of male or do they have conversations about the appearances of male characters? I nothing jumped out to me as much. I mean, so there is that there is that time when um people on Twitter are talking about like sort of kind of like Selena versus Clark. Cause that's also another dynamic of this that you have people on Twitter who are essentially like shipping these celebrities or like trying to sort of decide who they're supposed to be with. And there are people on Twitter being like, Oh, like Selena's clearly so much more attractive than Clark. Does anyone ever say Clark is more attractive than Selena or is it always in that way around? Bruce definitely describes his attraction to Clark. I think particularly to Tony, but I'm not sure it's usually defined in physical terms. Like at one point he texts them, he's like, oh, it's so hot that he's like helping our sons into their coats or something. But that's what I think is that I think that relationship or like the relationships of everyone in the main group chat, they're talked about in terms of family and like children and like, you know, the father of your children, whether or not you should get back together. Like it doesn't feel like it's as much about appearances. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think when... The description, like that specific description of like, oh, he looks so hot when he's like helping like our child, like get ready to leave. I think that is something that's very divorced from appearance and is very much about like, oh, seeing sort of like an active care towards a child. I mean, it is really striking to me that so much of the energy in this fic is about kind of reproducing the nuclear family. The same thing. It's like everyone has to marry or become partners with one person and then produce like a certain number of children. And that feels very like there's something about that that feels, I don't know, like weirdly conservative. I mean, though, I, I will say, I think one exception to, because I was trying to think of this, these, do they talk about the appearances of men as attractive or sort of in the same way that they talk about sort of the appearances of women in the story? Um, I think there is one example, but it's not the characters. It's sort of the media when the media is talking about them sort of going out on the town, that was very sort of appearance focused, sort of like, oh, like Tony Stark has like appeared in Gotham to like go out with the boys. Um, and they sort of like talk about what he's wearing in a way that to me felt more like what the media would be saying about a woman. Tony Stark spotted arriving in Gotham City before shortly meeting up with Bruce Wayne for a boys' night out. And they have like pictures of them. Okay, maybe that's not at all focused on their appearance. Never mind. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like I don't read enough like celebrity websites or like TMZ to know like what whether they would say yeah, that. Is that gendered or not? I don't yeah. know. I also think it's really funny the exchange. Planning a boys' night out with the besties, TBH. And then Bruce is like, love to see it actually. Loki says, already already regretting it, TBH. Um, yeah, it's kind of funny that they're just this is a Twitter exchange as well. So it's yeah, also, like, yeah, they're like having these like friend group conversations, but just on Twitter. But then also because they're celebrities, lots of people are like liking it and engaging with it. It's interesting because some of this is performative, but they seem to talk in the same way on Twitter as they do like in their message group. So it's this weird thing where like they actually are the people that they're representing themselves to be on social media. Yeah, so they're not sort of putting up a mask on social media, but also they are 
I don't know, kind of like acting as celebrities and interacting with their fans, sort of. I mean, I think that, again, like to return to the first couple of tweets that this starts with, something that's so well, the one thing that's so fascinating about it is just like the sheer outrageousness of the tweets and then the, how it becomes clear that like, oh, yeah, they're just like fully invested in the idea of like Bruce beating up Diana. <laughs> they, all, they all just want to like beat up Diana because she married his ex or whatever. Like, it's just ridiculous and they're also like being completely open about it. it's not like they secretly are saying this maybe this is why i think it would be i think that this would feel clearly misogynistic if they were just saying it in their whatsapp group but because they're saying it on twitter it's just like well they're they're being really open about this they are yeah they, they aren't concealing the fact that they do deeply just want to beat up diana <laughs> because she came to pick up the kids they have no like divide between the inner and the outer i guess i think they just say whatever they think no divide they at post all. whatever they would say yeah and i mean also in their friendships with each other they do seem very kind of like honest with what's going on and like you don't see any sort of i don't know sort of like dissembling or like trying to sort of conceal something the way you feel yeah, but they accuse each other of lying. Like, everyone's accusing Bruce of lying about sleeping with Clark, but he's not. And then the moment that he does, he, like, tells Tony immediately. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he couldn't actually lie to his best No, friend. he wouldn't be able to. No! I think this fic is interesting in that it's both like incredibly shallow, but also deeply mesmerizing. <laughs> so I was sort of rereading it a little bit to like remind myself of it. And I just felt myself like becoming grabbed by it again. It's weirdly gripping given that like I feel like this is a fic that I couldn't describe to someone in a way that would make them want to read it necessarily, or that would make, I couldn't describe it in a way that would sort of make me want to read it. But yeah, you have to just like experience it, I think. Yeah, you have to experience it. A hundred percent entertaining, a hundred percent bizarre. Also, I, I do think there was one part of it that I really I thought um sort of showed the way in which the medium in which it's told can like introduce kind of cool possibilities. Um so I really like the the scene at the party where you like gradually find out that Bruce and Clark hooked up. But the way that you find it out is through the text messages. So you don't have a scene of like, oh, these like two exes were both at a party and like got drunk and hooked up with each other. Instead, you have these scenes of these other people on the group chats being kind of like, where are Clark and Bruce? Like something happened, we need to find them. And then sort of one point Bruce appears in the group chat and he's like, oh, I'm sorry. Like I was, I was kind of tired and I just like took a nap for like an hour, but like I'm back now, what's going on? Um, and you're like, mm, that's a little odd, but you don't really know that he necessarily, and they're like, oh, the Clark must've already left the party. And then you see this text message chain with his son, Jason, who's just a little bit like, he's like, are we going to talk about the fact that I walked in on you hooking up with my dad? <laughs> like, what Are you guys getting back together? What's going on? And so I thought it was a really interesting sort of way for that to be introduced um, because of the medium. You can't have a scene of it actually happening. You only hear about it through these sort of like hints of it happening. And then their son being like, so can we talk about last night? <laughs> Starting to read it, you might be like, how would you possibly tell a story in this way? And it actually, I mean, it's very inventive in, in finding ways to, to further the plot just through these digital. Yeah, I know. I really admire the dedication to being like, I picked a, you know, sort of social media format to tell this fic 
And I will not break from that. Like, I will not just write out a scene. I started reading it before we read a lot of the Superbat fanfiction that we just discussed. And I have to say, I think I enjoy it more having read that because I feel like this feels like such a refreshing take on the relationship, knowing how, like, depressing it usually is. Yeah, which actually, okay, I think that's an interesting take in that I feel like crackfic in general is a little bit like fanfiction of fanfiction because no one writes really kind of, like, surrealist crack fic unless they read a lot of fan fiction like it's it's the most fan fiction of genres so in some ways i think this is fan fiction of fan fiction about super bat thank you for joining us for our bonus episode we'll be back next week to talk about clark kent and lex luther but in the meantime if you want to send us a message we have an email address for this podcast and we also have a twitter for this podcast um, and you can find both of those links in the description doing i'm just calling to let you know that last night i got drunk and i ended up texting screenshots of the podcast's upcoming bonus episode to all of my exes and i was like because the podcast is rated explicit so i thought you'd want to see it i can send it to you as a wave file but that file is so big i don't know if you could handle it do you think that all sounds fine i'm kind of regretting it to be honest